once again to another episode of Center in- of Infinity. This is EK the DJ alongside Miss Courtney. Hi. And we are here to talk about you. Talk about you. We're here to talk about you. Behind your back mostly. And about how much we think that you're not cool and that shirt doesn't work for you today. Uh, no, we're here to talk about the wacky, the weird, the unexplained, and, and things that make you want to know why. Mm. Um, so how's your week? It was pretty good. My headphones aren't on. It's okay. I can hear you. These things. You you don't have to wear them if you don't want to. You can hear me just fine. No, I'm in the boxes, not. <laughs> oh, the switch needs to be turned on. I got gotcha. you. <coughs> if I knew how to do it, I would do it. Let me show me. Oh, it's like the light switch. Boom, lights, everything. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. How about you? Well, uh, as as per normal, I received no phallus pictures, That's no good. no 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 phallus photography. That's good. Um, I, I it's it's a shame that that's the way the world works. That uh that that's <laughs> now that that I've been, I've been exposed to that, I count my days like well, nobody told me today that they got an unsolicited dick pic. So uh, it's been a good day. Well, as long as that's what you equate it with. Then yeah, that's a good day. That's a good day if if nobody I know got sent got sent. <laughs> Yeah, that's great, I think. That's positive for me. Um, yeah, so we had a lot going on uh, lot going on this weekend coming up. We have uh, the Fall Freedom Fest. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to make some appearances and, and promote our stuffs. I'm going to bring cupcakes. There's going to be cupcakes, y'all. Yep. Cupcakes. It's going to be awesome. It'll be lots of fun. Um, what else we got going on this week? It's the, uh, was it the 20th this weekend? Yes. Um, so we're, we're past the halfway point. It's 17th, 18th. Yes. So there's only 12, 13, 13 more days. Oh, there's 13 more days. <laughs> there's 13 more days till Halloween, which is, uh, very exciting. Yes. Um. That is exciting. I'm big into dressing up for Halloween. I like the group costumes. Are you gonna dress up? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do characters from the labyrinth as as a my my son and I and uh, his mother and his half sister. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, Bowie. No wait, uh, Hoggle the Worm, uh-huh. uh, Sarah, Sarah and uh, Toby. Luke is gonna be Toby. Scarlet's gonna be. Sarah, Kara's going to be the worm, and I'm going to be Hoggle. <laughs> and uh, that'll be fun. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Are you going to go trick-or-treating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. Lucas still too little to really eat too much candy, so, like, I really win these first couple years, you know? Yeah. It's, like, lots of candy in my general direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm okay with that. And then he's not even really old enough to know that you're eating all the good exactly, candy. <laughs> exactly. The thing that sucks, though, is, like, right now, uh, and I'm sure that two weeks from now I'll be all right, 13 days, I think I'll be yeah. okay. But I just had a bunch of teeth pulled out of my mouth. Uh-huh. I had I had three uh, molars pulled out yesterday. Um, and, wow, that was a miserable experience. I'm sure. Um, not so it much. Sounds terrible. Not so much the pulling of the teeth that was actually okay uh it was the shots mm-hmm. the, the the novocaine shots i hate those right um that was the worst part i think um and then like when the novocaine wore off yeah uh because you know the opioid crisis they don't like to give you 
right. uh, painkillers anymore. So it's like, oh, you just take three Advil. You take three Advil, you'll be fine every six hours. Um, no, no, I was not fine. I was very much in pain for most of the evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and only today, halfway through the day, it's it's it has softened to a mild annoyance. Right. Um, although it hurts when I talk or open my mouth or my tongue rubs over one of the teeth. Only when I move, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just existing hurts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what hurts? This. <laughs> this whole general. This whole thing. general area. But other other than that, good day. Well, that's a plus. At least you didn't have anything crazy on top of your teeth hurting. No. <laughs> I have noticed this, though, almost immediately. Yeah. Um, the extra space for my tongue on the right mm-hmm. side of my mouth right. has affected my speech. I feel like I can hear, I can hear it myself. Like I, can, I feel like I'm slurring a little bit. Yeah. And especially when I do the slur. Like, there's this air pocket that happens on the right side. Now, anytime I, I use the L following a consonant, there's, like, this air pocket. I feel like you'll get used to that, Sl- though. Sluts. And then you won't make that noise. <laughs> it's like a... And I feel it. I feel it whenever I, I make a slur sound. I'm telling you, it's really probably just because your jaw or whatever is sore. Yeah. I feel Maybe. like you'll get used to it, and it'll be okay. I'm never going to get used to it. <laughs> So we're gonna talk about uh this evening we're gonna we're gonna jump into some paranormal news uh to kind of gear up for Halloween yeah um we're gonna talk about this lady who flips her car over into water and survives um but our main topic this evening is about dreams what do your dreams mean and we talk about the nine most common dreams and their supposed meaning yeah. um so so this is a this is something that that I've definitely heard about throughout the course of my life, that uh, there are some specific things that have very obvious meanings. Yes. Um, this is uh, the Chicago Tribune is our first article here. Uh, it's uh, titled, What Did Your Dream Mean? The National Dream Hotline will interpret. So there's this hotline that you can call the National, the Meta, oh wow. The School of Metaphysics annual National Dream Hotline. For 54 hours, Friday evening through late Sunday night, she and other students will be on hand to offer free dream interpretations for anyone who calls. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, what's a, the, the, they, only mention, they only mention one, I think, in this particular article, uh, and that's the snake. Um a snake, yeah. a snake being in, in a dream is a symbol of creative energy. It's a good symbol to appear in a dream. But a dream is not the same thing as a nightmare. No. A, a snake in a nightmare does not mean the same thing as a snake in a good dream. Right. So what are some of uh, your pre-known dream meanings? Um, pre-known? Yeah, like like things before reading any articles or anything. Like, what if you see this in your dream? What does it mean? Like, um, do you already have some that you already knew before before looking into tonight's um, topics? Not too many. I know that like um, sometimes there are certain things that uh, mean that like you're stressed out or uh, like they say that if you dream about work, that it's probably because you're stressed out about work and. 
I don't know. I feel like there's probably some stuff that I know that I can't think of right now. Well, there's um, this great website called mm-hmm. uh, thedreamdictionary.org, and it has a handful of uh, of suggested dreams and uh-huh. their meanings. Uh, so I'm just going to pick a random letter. Uh, okay. We're going to go with P. I think I've seen this site before. Yeah, dreamdictionary.org. Check it out. Um, I feel like I used it to analyze one of my dreams one time. Because I had a really strange dream. <laughs> trying to look for something that I've dreamed about. I'm scrolling through and there's 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 a lot of words. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. I, um... One time I had this really strange dream and it had like swamps and it wasn't necessarily like a scary dream, but it had like swamps and like snakes. Um, there was an alligator in it. Mm. It was really strange. and like, I couldn't get across the swamp and there were trees everywhere. I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, if you dream about a pig, um, this could be linked to the term greedy like pig. Um, Because pigs are commonly known as dirty or greedy or stubborn. Um, mm-hmm. So dreaming of a pig could mean that you self-consciously think that you're possessing these qualities in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you want to get away from them. Yeah. Um, the symbolism of pigs in ancient times were not considered bad, but good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were consi- considered to be symbols of fertility, strength, and abundance. Which I think is interesting. That is interesting. Dreaming of a puzzle signifies a psychological problem. Huh. Have you ever had a dream with a puzzle in it? Nope. Me either. Trying to think, what uh, what's what's something I've had a dream about? Uh, I used to have dreams about witches like crazy. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, witches haunted my childhood dreams. Like, like the whole Wizard of Oz, like, green... Green skinned, long pointy nose. Wow. Uh, one of my worst nightmares as a child that I that was a recurring nightmare is like I would have a, and I don't see witch on this website, but I would uh, I would wake up in my bed, mm-hmm. and um, there would be a hole in the middle of my bed mm-hmm. that I would fall through, uh, and and be in the same room. I would fall through it and be in the same room, but I would land on a couch where there was this witch, and it would be me and my friend, whose name was Natali. Um, he was a Spanish Spanish kid. Uh, we were on the couch together, and we would fight this witch. And sometimes we'd win, and sometimes I'd wake up before the witch got me. But, like, we would fight her with the most ridiculous things. Like, like I would at one time I plungered her face, uh-huh. and then another time we got the silverware from the silverware drawer and, like, stabbed her a bunch of times with the silverware. Um... And then uh, the the scariest version of this recurring nightmare was she oh. would, she would chase me and I'd be by myself and I would end up hiding underneath the couch. Which do couches are not tall enough for you to hide underneath them. But in my right. dream, I could get under the couch. Yeah. And I'd be under the couch and she'd be like smelling for me underneath. So so I would see her nose like creeping in under the couch. I was like, how that if she can barely get her nose under there? How did I crawl my whole body under there? Right. But that's irrelevant. Um. <laughs> That's so, how it happens. Dreams don't always make sense. Uh, but yeah, so I would grab her by the nose and break that shit off. 
Yeah. Because don't you stick your nose under this couch. <laughs> scaring me. You're scurring me. That was my worst dream, worst recurring nightmare growing up. Yeah. Did you ever have any recurring nightmares? Yeah. Um. Actually, I've had, like, this dream about a car accident. And that, like, I was in an accident with a white car for, like, years. It hasn't, um, it hasn't happened recently. So, that, like, it actually, I haven't had that dream in the last probably, like, year and a half. But, um, before, I used to have it, like, very frequently. And it was very vivid. I, uh, I've had a dream about my brakes failing a handful of times. Really? Yeah, but not like not like devastating. Right. Um. But like, but like, definitely like, oh shit, my brakes are failing and then crashing. Yeah. Um. Oh, one of my scariest dreams I ever had. Now this was a one-off. I didn't. It wasn't a recurring dream, but I definitely dreamt I got shot in the head once uh-huh. by like a mugger. It was just random. Wow. Just some dude just came up and shot me in the head, and like, and then everything went slow motion, and like I'm falling, and I can't control my arms or my legs. Like I'm just, I'm just falling, and and in the moment, um, yeah, that was a messed up dream because I just, I just in the dream, I just thought I was dying, and that was it. It was well, the end. I was gonna say, speaking of falling. Have you ever, like, have you ever been in a dream and you were falling and you wake up and you still felt like you were falling? And you, oh, like, yeah, had yeah, to, like, yeah. kind of, like, catch like, yourself? Yeah, like that, that uh, vertigo feeling or whatever afterwards. Yeah. Those are so strange. Without a doubt. Um, the feeling of falling in a dream. Like... When you wake up from a dream where you're falling mm-hmm. and that immediate first like catch your balance because you're falling, like doesn't it feel like you just landed on your bed? It does. Like, it so does. It's a very strange feeling like like was, was I levitating? Was I hovering above my bed and just dropped? And there's never anyone around. One time so. like <laughs> Well, one time like I felt like that so seriously that I swear up and down that like my bed was not on the floor. Like I swear that like my bed was, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 down on that. That's a uh, dreams are powerful. Yeah, dreams are powerful, and uh, there's definitely something going on there. And they say that it's oh, it's just your brain, you know, subconsciously distracting you and collecting your thoughts from the day, and it gets jumbled up, and it's just a. No, I think dreams are definitely there's definitely some meaning going on there. There's definitely some right. significance to a dream. Um, Oh, I can I can't remember a time specifically where I dreamt something, mm-hmm. and it came true. Um, but I have definitely had situations that felt similar to deja vu, mm-hmm. but it, not deja vu. Like I'm positive I dreamt this before. Right. Not like I, not like I think I experienced this, but I remember having this dream. I yeah. remember waking up upset about it. I remember knowing. I remember this exact experience and I remember waking up upset about it. I have that memory too. It's not just deja vu where it's like, I kind of feel like I've been here before, but like a full on, I have definitely seen this before. Yeah. This is not, this has absolutely happened. Right. Because I remember it wasn't just the deja vu was also like, I remember waking up sweating and like, this was fucked up. Yeah. And then being in that moment and having the deja vu and being like, 
this is uh something right. Yeah. Something right. Something's different. Have you ever like had a dream and then it happened? Like a premonition almost. But like not it doesn't necessarily have to be something that was like important. Because I've definitely I, had a dream, and then it happened. I don't think I've ever had a dream like that, a dream that has, you know, shortly thereafter come true. Yeah. But I've definitely had dreams where, and this is what I'm talking about with the deja vu, where, like, like the job I'm at right now. Yeah. I remember having a dream years ago about doing the job that I have now. Um, and in the context of years ago, I was like, well, that's a strange dream to have. Like, just right when you're not doing, yeah, just, just putting products on a shelf, like, um, obviously in a hardware store, like there's like to to be a vendor, um, in a hardware store. Like I, at the time I had the dream, I didn't know what that job was. Right. But then, you know, shortly after I got this job and I start doing the job, like I have this memory, like I feel like I've done this before. Yeah. And then like it snapped and I was like, oh shit, I had a dream about doing this once. Yeah. So I, I wonder if you had perfect memory, if you could recall more instances of that happening. Right. Like if you had a photographic memory, if you could, if you could really remember more of this happening. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm curious. Have you ever, like, had a dream where you were in a different time period? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think I've always been in the here and now for the most part. That's cool. What about you? I, um, I had a dream one time where, like, uh, it was, like, I was in a different time period, but, like... Like, everybody else was in that time period, and, like, I was kind of, like, transplanted there. Mm, You're a time traveler. Yeah. Mm. Whatever you do, don't change anything while you're in the past, because that shit makes a huge difference. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure it was just a dream, so I think we're safe. But what if if it wasn't, and what if you time traveled in your sleep, (laughs) and you were channeling yourself into that time while you were sleeping? That would be crazy. Your body was the vessel. Craziness. Right? So you're back in time, and and then you wake up, and maybe you've altered the entire history of the world. Oh, my God. Don't do that shit. Stop. Maybe. I won't. (laughs) If you ever have that kind of dream again, just stand still and don't talk to anybody. Don't move. I won't talk to anybody. I'll just sit on the floor. <laughs> but. So. um, In this article. it I, I think that the hotline idea is kind of a cool idea to help like interpret things. Um, it says that they that they are designed to help and serve. Um, dreamers say that. What Damien Nordman? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, the school's national national president president. Um, there's not much that gets better than being able to understand a personal message from yourself. Oh yeah, I like that. That is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I see the name Damien, and I think to myself, "Damn, Ian." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Always? Random, random mach- yeah, when I see the name <laughs> Damien, I think, damn, Ian. That's way funny. Um, although it makes sense when you break down the name. 
Uh, but anyways, so by working to interpret their dreams, Nordman said callers can learn how their consciousness and subconsciousness relate to each other. Uh, Nordman said that it's easy to interpret dreams over the phone, but then it's each then it's up to each dreamer to give a basic interpretation meaning within their own life. Um, there, there's a universal language of the, of mind that everyone dreams in. Right. So, like, because... Okay, so... Like, for example, dreaming of a stop sign. Mm -hmm. Like, stop signs are pretty universal. You see a stop sign, you know it means stop. Right. So, if if you're having a dream about a stop sign, I was I was at this stop sign and mm -hmm. I was I was in the car with my buddy and you know we're we're sitting at the stop sign the whole time we never could get past the stop signs like we couldn't go until the stop sign turned green. It yeah. was a very strange dream. Like we had to wait for the stop sign to turn green. Yeah. So the interpretation of that would be like, well, this person that you're in the car with is. is part of that equation like mm -hmm. like it's not just about the stop sign but it's also about what else is going on right like obviously the stop sign symbolizes you're being held back by something mm -hmm. and maybe it's your relationship with this particular friend that is is holding you back or maybe there's something happening that is holding your relationship back with this friend right maybe it's not necessarily the friend that's holding you back i don't know but but that's that's one of those universal things that they're talking about like like the stop sign is a fairly universal symbol um, so I can dig that. Like, it is a universal language, I, I, I believe. Yeah. I think that's exciting. Oh, the, ah, there it is. Nine common, there it is. That's the one I was looking for, the nine most common. Dreams about falling. So, there is a popular myth that if you hit the ground in your dream, you will die in real life, but it's just not true. Um, I am, I can attest to that. I have definitely dreamed about falling from a building, hitting the ground and being like, oh, and then waking up feeling like I fell off a building. Right. Um, so falling is typically, uh, interpreted as uh, something that in your, in your life isn't going well. Um, it might suggest that you need to rethink a choice or consider a new direction. Um, but it's very common and it's a symbol of fear in real life. Um, Maybe maybe it's a symbol of failing. Um, falling often expresses a need to let yourself go more and enjoy life more. Mm. Um, this is verywellmind.com, too, by the way, that this article is coming from. This one's kind of... I think everyone's done this one, dreams about being naked in public. See, I've never had the naked dream. I've never dream, had that dream. But I have had the dream where I've gone to school in my pajamas, and it was very embarrassing. Oh. But like like pajama pants and and which which, which meanwhile like, I, in college I went to school in sweatpants like I went to class like yeah like, like it was kind of like, like it didn't matter right? <laughs> but in elementary school oh my gosh, um so when you show up at school naked or at the office naked uh -huh. uh, dreaming about dreaming about being naked is like not uncommon. Um, Penny Pierce is the author of uh, Dream Dictionary for Dummies, and she thinks that dreaming of public nudity might uh, might mean that you feel like you're fake, yeah, or or you're you're afraid of revealing your imperfections or shortcomings because people see all of you. Hmm. It's like, are they looking at me? What do they see? What do they? See? I got I got I got a pooch. I got I got I got a mole on my left butt cheek. Yeah, I'm not trying to have anybody know about my my shortcomings. 
So here's the one I was looking for. That's uh, interesting. Dreams about being chased is number three. Hmm. I've had lots of dreams about being chased. Really? And yeah, like the witch. Yeah. Um, I had a dream where Michael Myers was chasing me once. I don't like I don't like scary movies. Um, so why is it? Oh, you said you don't. You've never had a dream about being chased. So I always I can't. Not that I can remember. Always like I can't run. Like I'm running. But, like, I can't pick up any speed. And, like, when I yell, nothing comes out. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening when I'm being chased. Like, I'll yell for help, and it's just, help, and I can't get anything out. Yeah. Um, so dreams that feature being pursued by uh, somebody suggest that uh, you're trying to avoid something in your daily life. So being chased is all about avoidance. So what am I trying to avoid that I'm being chased all the damn time in my dreams? I don't know, but you know what? Like I I have had one dream about being chased. Yeah? Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um it could also mean you have a desire to escape from your own fears or desires. Mhm. I think that's that. I can get in line with that. Trying to run away trying to escape my fears and desires. I can dig that. Um Part of understanding uh, what the meaning behind a dream where you're being chased is, is is partly, like, what is chasing you. Right. Um, being chased by an animal might mean you're hiding from anger or passions or other feelings. But if you're, if you're being chased by a mysterious unknown figure, uh, it might represent a childhood experience or, or past trauma. Um, hmm. If you're being chased by someone of the opposite sex, uh, it might mean that you're afraid to love or, or haunted by a broken heart. What about number four? You ever dream about losing your teeth? No. I've had that dream. I've had that really? dream where I've, yeah, where I'm just pulling teeth out of my mouth with my fingers, not even like having a like like my teeth just feel loose, and then I just take them out with my fingers. Oh. Felt, yeah, yeah, I've had that. Um. Another one that has multiple interpretations. Uh, it might mean you're worried about your attractiveness or appearance. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, might also uh, indicate that you're concerned about your ability to communicate or concerned that you might have said something embarrassing. Now that, that sounds like a reason why I'd be losing my teeth. Uh, I often worry about uh, misrepresenting myself with my words because I often come off as cold or crass or insensitive when really I'm just... I'm just being to the point with my words. Right. Um, yeah. If your teeth fall out, you lose personal power and your ability to be assertive, decisive, or self-protective. Hmm. I dig that. Dreams about dying. Uh, yeah, well, I already covered that, that, uh, that I've had that dream as well. Being shot in the head. That was, that was traumatic. I woke up, like, disturbed the next day. Like, yeah, I mean, that would be disturbing. The, um, it's weird because, you know, the reoccurring dream that I was talking about with the car accident, um, sometimes it like, it's the same, but always different. So like sometimes somebody else is driving and sometimes I'm driving Mm. and sometimes I die and sometimes I don't like, it's really weird, but it's always the same car that. Oh, that's creepy. Hits the car that I'm in. That's creepy. Yeah. That's a recurring dream. Yeah. Um, 
so what's funny about dreaming about death is that uh, it's fear of change. That's that's the mo- that's one of the common interpretations. That say you know dreams where you're dying is because you're afraid of change mm-hmm. of what's next. Which that makes sense. Yeah. Because really, why 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 do we fear death in general? You know, we we had that we had that uh, episode a couple episodes back, Memento Mori, where you know remember death. And uh, and I have I have been recently I've been thinking about it. It's like why is death so scary? Why why do so many people fear death? And it's because of the uncertainty of what's next. Right. It's there's no one can know for a hundred percent certain what happens when we die. Yeah. Uh, other than in the physical realm, like what about our soul? What about our essence? What about you know? And uh, I think we had an article a couple weeks back as well where they talked about how like there's these. There's these energy things, these tubules mm-hmm. in the brain that persist after death and kind of go back into the collective field as your body discom- decomposes. Yep. Um, so is that your soul? And if it goes back to the energy source, like to, is that reincarnation then? I mean, could it, could, it, could it become reincarnation? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how you would interpret it yourself um how about dreams about taking tests to dream of failing an exam or being late for one or being unprepared is is commonly interpreted that you're not ready for life you're not ready to face the challenges of the day tomorrow i've never had that i don't think (laughs) i don't think i've ever had a dream about taking tests either however dreams about infidelity i've had that dreams about being a hoe um not me. Dreaming that you your 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 partner is cheating on you with someone else mm. um, is is tough because you wake up without trust. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up thinking you're I'm mad at you for something you did in my dream. Yep. Um. So so obviously the most the most obvious uh, interpretation of this is that they're waking fears of infidelity. You actually think during your daily life that your partner is going to cheat on you. So when you dream about it, it's the manifestation of what you think could happen in real life. Yeah. Um, it's a what if dream. You know, you're testing the limits of reality, um, which makes sense to me. Um, it could also imply a lack of communication in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that cheating is going to happen, but that you're, you know, you're not getting what you need from your, from your relationship. Yeah. What about the, the next one? Have you ever had a dream about flying? I don't think I've had any dreams about flying, not in a, not flying in a plane or, or, or a flyly Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever had a dream like that. Um, Flying may depict our sexuality, or excuse me, our sexuality, especially mm. aspe- especially aspects of it expressing freedom from social norms and restraints. Interesting. So, if you dream about flying, you're trying to fuck <laughs> a lot. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's what I read from that. <laughs> uh, and number nine. Um, Dreams about being knocked up. Uh, interpreters often suggest that dreams about pregnancy represent everything from creativity to fear. Um, 
David C. Loaf, uh, the author of Dream Dictionary, believes that pregnancy dreams might sometimes represent a woman's fears of being an inadequate mother. Mm. That's interesting. You ever have a dream when you were pregnant? No. No? Me neither. That's good. It'd be weird if I did. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, those are the nine most common uh, dreams and what they, you know, they're often interpreted to mean. Um, I definitely suggest checking out the Dream Dictionary website. Yeah. Um, Verywellmind.com uh, forward slash understanding your dreams uh, was where that article was. We'll, we'll share the links. Um, so I'm upset. About what? I'm upset because... I don't know what it is, but, but I'm not gonna eat it, <laughs> and this is why. Because you can't. I can't. I had dental work done today, not today, yesterday, and I had three molars removed on the right lower side of my mouth, um, and my jaw hurts. Like opening my mouth too too wide, it hurts, um, and I've still got stitches and. It's painful. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a little so painful. Bad, to, it's dude. a little painful to talk to, but but only a little. Not enough to not want to do the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so tonight's mystery munchie. I'm not going to be able to enjoy, enjoy in real time. So I am, however, going to open it up and describe it to you, because sometimes presentation is just as important as taste. Because what what good is eating gruel if it looks like gruel? <laughs> So today, oh, it's sticky. Yeah. Oh, man. It's sticky. Oh, man. Okay, so what it looks like I'm not going to lie, it looks like a pile of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it smells really good, but it looks like somebody might have already ate this. <laughs> It definitely smells like pumpkin. Yeah. I think that... Continuing our pumpkin spice theme. Yes. Which I'm all about. And you should be too. So if you want something pumpkin spice theme, uh, like cupcakes or cookies or cheesecakes or, or breads or um, vomit, pumpkin spice vomit, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is so good. You should reach out to 5 Row Foodie Chick, 5 Row Foodie Chick at gmail.com. The, the stuff that she makes is creative and delicious and wonderful and I get to enjoy it every week, and it would be a shame if you didn't too. So yeah. reach out, place an ad, uh, place an order, um, especially for the pumpkin spice season. And that's not all she does. She also does lots and lots and lots of different culinary experiments. Uh, she designs cakes. Um, it's just just go check it out. Five four zero foodie check. Look yeah. it up on Facebook. It's all kinds of fun stuff. And I actually, I have a phone number now, so you can call me and text me if you want to. Um, my phone number is 703-962-1746. So yeah, do that. Um, because I can't help myself, I took a taste. <laughs> well, some of it is smushy. It is, it is kind of smushy. Some um, of it is smushy. So it's almost like a pumpkin pudding. Yeah, kind of. But like, not like... I feel like maybe next time I should make it more custardy so that like I can cut it instead of like scooping it. Mm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's like 
It doesn't taste like a pudding, but it's like the consistency of pudding. Yeah. Um, picture tapioca. And what's what's the little um, the harder bits? The crunchy bits. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm avoiding those. <laughs> it's oatmeal and um, oatmeal and like rice crispy with like brown sugar oh, and man. butter. That sounds so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm gonna put this in the fridge. I'm gonna eat it over the next couple of days as I begin to heal. Yeah. Mm. Listen, if you don't order from Five Four Food Chick, you're a fool, and you don't deserve the good things in life. You're messing up. You're messing up. <laughs> order it so you know how good life can be. Five Four Food Chick at Gmail dot com. Yes. And with that said, I think it's time to move on to. <laughs> So in weird news today, um, who called out to police during a fatal crash? Um, this is from www.newjersey.com. Yeah. <laughs> NJ.com. True Jersey. Um, what's funny is that it's on NJ.com, but uh, it's a story from, from Utah. Yes. Which I think is funny. <laughs> So, I'm going to give you the the nuts and bolts, and then we're going to discuss it. So, on March 7th, Lynn Jennifer Grosbeck, uh, she's 25 years old, lost control of her car, hit a concrete barrier, and uh, f- drove off a small bridge over Spanish Fork River in Utah. About 14 hours later, a fisherman saw the vehicle, called for help. There were no signs of life until the officers heard a voice. I felt like I could hear somebody telling me they needed help, said one responding officer. It was very surreal. All the officers agreed someone was calling for help. They flipped the car. The mother was dead in the front seat and an 18-month-old unconscious in her seat. Hmm. So, that's kind of weird, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely weird. Because it's absolutely weird. Because the voice was described of that of a woman, not a child. Right. Um, all, all of the men said that they heard the same distinct voice asking for help. Uh, they heard a woman. Yeah, they, they, heard, they heard this woman. And they, they, they flipped the car back over onto its wheels, and that's when they saw the, the lady obviously dead in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. An 18-month-old child unconscious in her car seat in the back. Do you think it was her ghost that was crying out for help for her baby? Maybe. Maybe echoes of uh, the recently deceased. Ew, that gave me goosebumps. I don't like it. <laughs> That's crazy. 14 hours upside down in 40 degree water. Yeah. That's cold. Yeah, no doubt. For like, especially for like a baby. Yeah. No, I don't know. It doesn't really. It doesn't really say if the car had stayed airtight or if the water had gotten in the car. Right. Um, but I gotta assume that the water didn't get in the car. They drowned. Well, the mother was dead. Yeah, but she could have been dead from the crash, not necessarily the water. That's true. So that's weird. It is very strange. That's that's weird, yo. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I, I hear echoes, though, sometimes. Not hear them, but, like, I experience echoes. 
Um, like for example, my sister who passed away last August, mm-hmm. uh, hated needles. Oh my God. She hated needles so much. She would hyperventilate. Um, like, like even as an adult, like she, like you had, she had to look away. They had to tie her arm down. She did not like needles. Right. Um, and I don't either. I, I'm not, I don't react as severely, but I am also not a fan of needles. I don't like them at all. Um, so uh, as soon as the dentist is about to inject the Novocaine into my into my jowl, yeah, I tense up. I tense up. I'm white knuckling the arm the armrest of the dental chair, and I'm I'm buckled down like I hate this. 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 And uh, a song that was one of my sister's favorite songs yeah. um, started playing like just as he went in my mouth with the needle, and like I'm laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a strange reaction, laughing to the Novocaine needle going in. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not laughing about the needle. It's just that, like, it's almost like my sister was calling me a pussy from beyond the grave. Um, <laughs> that's probably what it was. Uh, uh, like, like, don't, like, there's nothing to be afraid of, essentially. Like, what, 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 come on. Yeah. Come on. Calm down. Um, I totally believe in stuff like that. Um, after... After my grandfather died, like, I went into this period of time where I had a really difficult time, and, um, like, I just remember being at work one time, and I had a customer come up to me, and, um, he was ordering a cake for his daughter's, or his granddaughter's graduation, and, he just kept telling me like how proud of his granddaughter he was and like all this other stuff. And the weirdest part about it is, is that like this dude like looked a lot like my grandfather. Yeah. And, um, I remember like talking to my friend Lynn and she was like, well, she was like, that was your grandfather for sure. And I was like, yeah, that's probably where it came from. So there's lots of like crazy things that happen. So, uh, my son, I took him to a birthday party last weekend, uh-huh. and as we're walking up to a house that we'd never been to before, a neighborhood we'd never been to before, mm-hmm. um, he's like, oh, Uncle Buckle's here. I was like, what? No, because Uncle Buckle's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that, you know, his matter-of-factly like, oh, Uncle Buckle's here. There was nobody there that looked like him. The the blinds were drawn. He couldn't even have seen another person. But it's just, oh, okay. I know where we are now because there's Uncle Buckle. Like, that's the general presentation that he gets. Like, right. he's a two-and-a-half-year-old boy. Um, I don't know. That's, uh, you never know. The echoes. Yeah. Echoes from beyond. Um, our other article today is from Live Science. Live Science? Live Science. Live Science. Live Science. <laughs> You guys chose a terrible word for your website because <laughs> it can pr- be pronounced two different ways. Yes. Um, Waverly, well, this is a spooky site, seven of the most haunted places in the United States. Um, whether these places are haunted or not is mm-hmm. irrelevant because they're all fucking creepy. Okay. Um, so even if they're not haunted, I don't want to hang out there because it's creepy. Um, so the first one on the list is Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, 
It's a sanitarium. It's an it's an it's an insane asylum. Right. And it's got like like the bat winged architecture. Like the bat wing like um like the what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the architecture of it. it just it yeah. just looks very sinister all on its right. own. Um it was built in nineteen ten to treat victims of the white plague. Uh, of tuberculosis that was ravaging the country. Um, there was no known disease for the cure. At the, there, there was no known cure for the disease at the time. It was often fatal. So there are claims that more than 60,000 people died there. Uh, that's exaggerated according to surviving records. Um, historians say the real number was probably closer to 8,000 with uh, 152 deaths in 1945 specifically, which was worth the of the epidemic. 152 deaths. That's like... A death every two or three days. Two to yeah. three days. Like, that's not a very successful hospital if, no. you're, if you're losing patients. No, it's not. I mean, I was in 45 when, when when Hitler was doing the worst. Yeah. Um, It was a geriatric hospital from the 60s to the 80s. And a lot of the stories about it are based on rumors from that time period mm. uh, that patients were mistreated that there were radical treatments like electroshock therapy. Um, and since the place has been closed for good, uh, obviously people, ghost hunters, are trying to get in there. And, and they tell stories of like slamming doors and strange noises. So, is this a place you'd go to by yourself? By myself? Yes. No. No. But I would go. You would go? I wouldn't go. I would go. I wouldn't go. I'm actually, I mean... So I'm, I don't know, I'm afraid of a lot, but like, I, um, I don't know. There's something that I kind of get out of it. It's just like, eh, I don't know. Like I, I must be the like adrenaline rush or something. You trying to bang a ghost. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so a lot of stories focus on the fifth floor of the hospital mm-hmm. where tuberculosis, pa- tuberculosis patients with mental disturbances were, uh, reportedly treated. Uh, so terrible. not only do you have TB, you're also a little, little off in the brain. Right. Um, in particular room 502 where two nurses are said to have killed themselves, mm-hmm. one by hanging and one by jumping to her death. Um, they say that, you know, it's haunted and people have heard voices saying, get out. Wow. Um, I like the next one. Savannah, Georgia. Just the entire town. Just the whole <laughs> just, thing. Just, just all of Savannah. It's the most haunted city in the United States. Um, That's what they say. So, you know, I won't be going to Savannah. Not anytime soon. It says they have like hundreds of ghost sightings. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a there's this house called the Hampton Lily Bridge House. It was built in 1797, um, and it was relocated to its uh, current location several years later. Um, they they discovered a mysterious crypt beneath the new property, which has never been opened. Uh, and since then, few, no fewer than 26 fam- families who've lived in the house have complained of various ghost lake going-ons that have forced them to move out. Well, why in the hell would you put a house on top of a grave? Why would you build civilizations on Indian burial, Indian burial grounds? Uh, exactly. Because people are horrible. Yeah. 
Um, the most famous haunted house in Savannah might be the Sorrel Weed House, which you might recognize from the opening shots of the 1994 film Forrest Gump. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Gump's house is haunted. It's different. Maybe the moans you're hearing are just the sounds of his mama. Oh, no. Um, the Whaley House in San Diego, California. Uh, the most haunted house in America, according to Life magazine. Home was built in 1957 on the site of a former graveyard and gallows. Why? This is why you have hauntings. Because you're building, you're building houses where people died and were killed. Right. What's wrong with you? Um, it has been a family home, a grain store, the San Diego County Courthouse, the city's first commercial theater, a ballroom, a billiards hall, and a school. Uh, and it's been a museum since 1960. Mm. So, yeah. And they've got a couple of, like, recurring ghosts. You can read the article for that. Yeah. Uh, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery in Chicago, Illinois. Small cemetery. It's a small cemetery on the forest uh, on the outskirts of Chicago. Uh, and it's got a reputation as the most haunted graveyard in the United States, thanks to more than 100 documented sightings of ghosts, strange lights, and other suggestively supernatural episodes. Um, the next one is New Orleans. That's the, yeah, this is the big one. Okay, so I'm watching the originals right now. Okay. And I'm like in season four or five, and I, mm-hmm. I dig it. It's based on the Vampire Diaries. Um, and it, oh, I dig it so much. I dig it so, so very much. Um, it's about witches and werewolves and vampires and, and the constant fight. Do you, do you watch it? True Blood. True, okay, True Blood's all right, too, but here's my problem with True Blood. Um, I can't get past the Southern Drawl. <laughs> like, there, yeah. is, there is so much, like, oh, sookie. <laughs> That's so true, though. So, dude, dude like... the, 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 the main vampire dude, the country dude vampire, what's yeah. his name? Bill. Bill. Okay. Eric. Is it Eric or Bill? You got to pull wait, I know, I know, wait, I know, I know, pull his I microphone over. Bill. Push it. Push his microphone. Bill is the oldest. It's Bill. It's okay. definitely so, Bill. So so Bill reminds me of if you watch both listeners because I don't think anybody in the room watches uh, the originals but me. Um Bill reminds me of Country Elijah. Now Elijah in uh the originals is this very like he presents himself like this. He's always wearing a suit, and he's clean, and he's proper, and he has a handkerchief, and uh-huh. and, and and like if if Elijah was was Southern, <laughs> he would be Bill. Like that, that's that's just that's just the feeling I get. Watch mm. watch the show; it's interesting. I will have to watch it. Is so, it on like Netflix or something? Yes, yes, uh, the originals. And okay. I, I think the first five or six seasons are on Netflix, and the seventh season is the last one, from what I understand. Um. So, New Orleans uh, has a very distinctive flavor of paranormal. Um, yeah. Uh, because uh, of the history of bound slaves in a secret torture chamber in the attic uh, and the Lullery Mansion in the French Quarter. Yeah. Um, the St. Louis Cemetery, number one. Uh, in New Orleans has something of a reputation for the dead not staying in their graves. Um, Marie Laveau, the city's historical queen of voodoo, died in nineteen died in 1851, but she's said to materialize above the crypt where she's buried 
each St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd. Um, the, Mur- the Myrtle's Plantation at St. Uh, Francisville, just outside New Orleans, is um, rumored to have been built on a Tunica Indian burial ground. What, what's with these burial grounds? Stop! I, you know, like, New Orleans is supposed to be where all the witches are. Yeah. Yeah. The tr- and there's, like, different uh, covens. Yeah. Like the tr- the Treme and the... Uh... That's the only one I know. To be honest, like, <laughs> that would be... That would, that would probably be the reason why I would be scared more than anything else. I wouldn't think that it was haunted so much as, like... You know? So, um, I don't know. I don't know. So that's going to wrap us up for tonight. There are two more sites, but you're going to have to go to the website and uh, yourself, Live Science. Live Science. LiveScience.com? LiveScience.com. <laughs> um, you have to go to the website and check it out yourself. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure that you yeah. order from 540 Foodie Chick. And uh, stay tuned because up next come is coming the beat of FXVG. And we will see you next time. Yep. All Good right. night. Good night.